0: You're watching Comics First, covering NYCC 2017. My name is Kay, and I am with my friend and work associate, Rachel. We're here to interview a very talented team behind Crosswind, Kat Staggs, a beautiful artist, and also, of course, Gail Simone, the creator of Women in Refrigerators concept. So how are you guys doing today? It's
1: been Fantastic. an amazing yeah. It's yeah. been an amazing weekend. We've been really talking a lot about Crosswind and getting a lot of copies of the book into people's hands that didn't pick it up at the store. So I'm completely excited about that. It's been great. Yeah,
2: it's been absolutely madhouse. they are just um, <laughs> practically just like this all day, um, which is great. More eyes on the book is all we want.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. So I think um, before the interview, we can kind we kind of got a sense that. Um, you guys are at least friendly with each other or very, <laughs> very friendly and get along very well. So how did this uh, project come about? And how does your kind of understanding and friendship benefit the project that you're working on together?
1: Kat and I have wanted to work together actually for quite a few years. Every time we go by each other, the cons are like, we got to work together someday. We got to work together someday. But the The scheduling and things didn't align, and I had this idea about Crosswind, and I was talking to Kat, and I didn't know at the time that she's a huge fan of crime fiction. So I was like, oh my god, this has got to be the one, this has got to be the thing that we do. And Yeah,
2: sure enough, (laughs) as soon as she said, crime book, I was like, yes, I don't care what else is involved, yes. But also just to finally have the schedules come together. God, it was such a great, great timing.
0: Yeah, I think that um, going off of kind of how you guys were friendly and obviously friends beforehand and had wanted to work together, um, at least for you Gail, I think that it's been evident in your work for like Deadpool and other works that you kind of have a sense of fun in um, your storytelling, which is invaluable in the comic book industry, I believe. So do you think that that's like a conscious decision that you make or is it kind of your own personality? that comes through in your writing?
1: It's it's both, because you know, sometimes I think cer- certain situations really benefit from kind of lightening the mood or making a joke about it because otherwise we can just keep sinking lower and lower and lower. But I also think in terms of storytelling, I prefer stories that have a roller coaster of emotions. And I think if you just are hitting the same note over and over and over and over through a whole story, it loses its impact. So sometimes you just need to take a break. And I think too, and Kat might argue with me on this, but I think art-wise you need to too. Um, You need to have quiet moments and, and moments that aren't quite so full on in order for those full on moments to have the impact.
0: Well, I think to carry on, yeah, exactly, like, um, since, obviously, illustration's a little bit of a different art form, do you feel that you try to bring a comedic element to, like, because there are comedic moments in Crosswind, do you feel like you bring that, or is it kind of an organic thing that happens?
2: I, I tried to bring it, hopefully it's coming across. Um, uh, like Gail was saying, she's she's has incredible timing. Um, her... her her jokes hit at some of the most tense moments, and it gives a chance for the reader to, to catch their breath, and then we get right back into it. And I and I I try to have that same uh, same thing happen in the art, uh, whether it be just like a quick expression on someone's face, or 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 just something in the background, or or whatever, just something to. Um, Break the tension for just that split second, so we can we can get back into it. It's really important. I mean, I, I think you ca- you can't have really great tension without really good little bite of humor in there, because everybody needs that. We can't just go full on like a freight train. It's exhausting, and you need a even if it's just a split second to to catch your breath. It's it's really important to
0: the storytelling. I believe in one issue of Crosswind, you were talking about. Um, a panelist and a creator named Charles Battersby who is a trans creator I think and um, I was kind of wondering how your conversation with him or getting his perspective on it changed how you went into storytelling for Crosswind because of um, the body swapping trope and then how the trans community is um, portrayed in comics and how you wanted to be mindful of that so how did you both actually kind of change or alter the way you approach this story?
1: Well, what I always wanted to make clear, and so it took a while to figure out the exact wording, but I wanted it to be clear that this was not a body swapping story that was just about gender. This is a body swapping story that's about entire lives and personalities are switched. The body stuff is just, you know, part of it and that was very important with crosswind that we understand that we've got people who are leading completely different lives from each other one is in an abusive relationship and gets no respect from anyone at all, and the other one gets all the respect and demands all the respect uh, that you can give a person, and that is one of the main themes of of this particular story arc, is what do you do with that? How does that change a person? How does that change your place in the world and how you view yourself and others when, you know... Because you're, you are reflected in other people's eyes that you um, that deal with you, and so if you're getting respect, then you know what do you, how do you respond back? If you're not getting respect, do you just keep sinking lower and lower into yourself? And then if you're, if you're in a totally different situation, would you try to, you know, stay the same or would you change it? It's just about those types of things. It's about smoking and not smoking. It's about, you know. Gaining confidence or not gaining confidence, so it's not just about the bodies.
2: Yeah, and I, I, I hesitate to say the main characters. The main characters aren't necessarily in the same position as a trans uh, man or woman would be in, because it's, it's these people. They're not. It's not that they want to be male or female. They're just thrown into it. There is another character that is actually trans in the book, and 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 I think the. The crux of your question more applies to that particular character and how and how they are portrayed. Um, that the two the two main characters, while dealing with having to all of a sudden be a, you know pretend to be a man, they're literally pretending. It's I think it's closer to like a Victor Victoria type situation. Where they're pretending to be a man and then pretending to be a woman to try not to get caught and still figure out what's going on. Um, it's a, it's a different. Kind of situation than, than a than a trans man or woman would be facing, um, but yeah, I think Gail's doing a fantastic job of of making that delineation, and um, and our our trans character is she's fan, she's fantastic. <laughs> she yeah, she's a she's a bit of a firecracker. I, I really like her a lot.
0: I think that that definitely comes through, and as a fan, I'm very excited to see where that all goes. But I'm gonna turn it over to Rachel.
3: Thanks, Kay. So, I remember in the introduction to the collected volume of Swords of Sorrow that you did a few years ago with Diamond Entertainment, Gail, you discussed the importance of working with women creators and getting as many female voices as possible in comics. Now that you are both female creators working together on a comic that you own, how important is it to continue to have female voices and perspectives in comics?
1: It's just extremely important, we, and one of the reasons that um, when I was working, did work with Dynamite on Red Sonia and then when we went into Swords of Sorrow is because I whenever I would request female artists or request um, female writers to work with, um, I would always get the answer, well, we, there just aren't any available, we don't have enough, we can't find anybody, and so I sat down and I made a list and gave it to Dynamite. They made the calls and everyone accepted the call and one couldn't do it the first time around, and then she did it the second time around. So um, it was a long list, and I'm like, bam, don't tell me this anymore. You know, they're out there, they're talented, they want to do the work, they can do the work, let's go.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think technically that was the first time we really worked together, because I did uh, cover for one of your Red Sonjas. Um, but, uh, that, yeah, I, I always tell people, it's like, uh, at, you know, people seem to act like women just showed up and all of a sudden we're here to <laughs> take all the jobs and it's like we've been here the whole time we've been in the room the whole time it's not our fault that you just noticed we're here <laughs> you know so I mean uh, you know it, it, we're here we're ready to work we're, we tell good stories um, people are fantastic at, at, at drawing fantastic at writing it's just and in you know 51% of the population needs to have representation and a voice you know and and if if people can just get over that part, we can we can all have really great stories. Yeah, and you the know? point is
1: to have a level playing field, right. so that if you are whatever you are, male, female, um, you know, non-binary, wherever you're from, whatever the situation is, that when you bring your portfolio or you want to discuss a story, that you're going to be listened to equally as you would someone who doesn't fit into those other um, categories per se, so it's just to have a level playing field and to be heard and listened to and considered, you know, that's the important part.
2: There's a reason that um, women of the world literally let out a uh, a collective sob when Wonder Woman came out, because we finally had our our representation on screen um, that was a complete character, you know, and it wasn't just a a background sidekick superhero. you know so it, it I can't stress representation more it's it's such a huge huge thing we all need and uh any way you can get it, whether it's you know male female gay straight uh black white you know asian any any anything you can you can get, we all need that
1: representation because we're all here, you know so well, and we need stories from different right. perspectives. Who right. wants to keep reading the same type of story or the same basic story over and over, same characters over and over? Boring, yeah. you
3: know? You both worked with licensed characters and licensed products before, what with both of you at DC, but also with Marvel and Dynamite for Gale and with IDW for UCAT. But with Crosswind, you both own these characters and these stories. What are the challenges and rewards of having creator-owned comics?
1: Well, the rewards are huge because this is something that we created together that we're extremely proud of and, you know, it's out in the world now and we're getting feedback and we love that. I think, I wouldn't say it's a drawback, but we have to do more behind the scenes than we're used to doing because when you work for licensed characters, they've got whole staff, you know, members that deal with, you know, the lettering and the proofreading and, you know, all these kinds of things and what kind of paper it's going to be on and yeah. and that type of stuff. And so we have to make these decisions behind the scenes that we normally don't. But I actually enjoy that to a certain extent, so um, I'm liking having uh, the control over how it's marketed, what's said, the wording that's used, um, all of those things. And then Kat, she's got control over the... the, the uh, Physical art that gets shown.
2: Yeah, it's also it's it's also really nice. While I I, I would draw Wonder Woman, you know, any given Sunday, um, it's nice to have characters that aren't coming with seventy years of baggage that you have to make sure you don't deviate from. You know, the, these guys we can we we've developed from inception and and we can do whatever we want with them because there's no history. That we have to make sure we don't cross, you know. So that that's the freedom of of the characters and and the world that they're in. Um, it's really refreshing, uh, from a creative. It's 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 you know it's inspiring. Basically, Just, I'm creating this world. I can do whatever I want in it.
1: You know. Well, and I absolutely adore that Kat is finally creating her own characters, their look, the design. She's doing interiors, which she hasn't done too much before. And so before the Crosswind number one came out, I was just every day, I was like, I cannot wait for people to see this because they have not seen this side of Cat, And it's just genius. So that, you know, it was amazing to finally get it out and say, yes, we made this
3: thing. And look,
2: (laughs) I can draw pictures.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And last question. What do you think comics can do, and what should comics do as a medium?
1: It's just kind of an open question, because I think that comics should be ahead of everyone, ahead of all mediums, because we don't have to, you know, we're only limited by the imagination and the, create, the people who are creating the product. We don't have to have a big, huge movie budget. We don't have to have, you know, years and years of writing a novel before it gets out. Um, we just need to think think about that too, because you don't have to keep doing what's been done before. We have other platforms now, other ways for material to get read. So I really I'm looking forward to seeing what, how people are going to tell their stories and get their stories out. Uh, now and in the future, because it just seems so unlimited by technology and 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 materials and and you know how we talk to people and get them to try the material.
2: I think and 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 to piggyback on that, I think with the, with the uh, access people have on the internet now, it's probably one of the most wide-open platforms to get your stories out exactly. there.
1: Exactly, you do not have to get published by the big mainstream yeah. publisher, which don't take they don't take unsolicited submissions anyway right. for the most part and
2: you don't you don't have to I mean like even with TVs and movies you can't just throw it up somewhere I mean you can kind of do a web series on YouTube but that even in itself is a little bit limited but um you know with comics you can slap it up anywhere you know and uh even in even on YouTube you can just make a little video with it I mean you have so many so many different ways to get that up and get it in front of eyes and um you know, you tack on conventions and 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 other other ways of self-publishing. I mean, people can self-publish on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, that's a yeah. massive audience. <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: exactly.
2: so yeah, it's it's um it's probably one of got the best exposure for anybody trying to make new stories and keep making new stories. Just make com- just make the comic. Yeah, and
1: you can figure out how to get people to see it now. Yeah.